0: Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Liz McComish. Just like a seed holds all the knowledge it needs to grow into the plant it was destined to be, I believe you hold all the wisdom within you to create the most amazing life. Join me and my special guests as we explore the path back into your innate wisdom and teach you how to harness it. This is your life. To live your way. Right. Today I have Michelle back again. Michelle Scarrett, the amazing astrologer who recently did sun, moon, rising signs for us. And I learned so much from that. And so did everyone else who was listening to it, Michelle. <laughs> I've had I've people contact me and go, Really? That's what my mother wanted me to be? And it's like, <laughs> mind-blowing and if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it because your rising sign is what your mother wanted you to be not not what you think you are so yes so anyway so here we are again and i'm very happy to have you back michelle
1: thank you thanks for having me liz <laughs> my pleasure so today we have i get it in the right order mercury, mercury mercury venus and mars. mars mercury see i would not have got that in the right order <laughs> Mercury, Mercury, Venus, it may, it, Mars. May go, it may go anywhere, so who knows how this is going to go. It's like a That's grab a whole, bag of, yeah, of astrology. Yeah. yeah. Let's try and put a structure around this or, and or then just pretend. It. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but leave that alone. We've got some sort of structure here. We know what we're doing. <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, absolutely. Because the thing is that you end up going where it needs to go anyway, doesn't, don't you? Yes, it, it kind yeah. of goes off in different directions. But yes, Mercury, Venus, Mars um, are the next three in the lineup of planets. And so you get and, your
0: astrology done, and and you would look at first if you got came and got your your birth chart done with you, you'd first look at the the sun, the moon, the rising, and then you'd go on to Mercury, Venus, Mars.
1: Well, we tend to look at those first three as being you know the most. Um, these are the areas that we would hold up front first. If you were looking at someone, those those would be the things that you would see first about a person. But Mercury is is also an incredibly important um, planet in here because it's how we communicate and not just through words verbally, but it's how we write. It's our gait. It's our body language. People, people wow. never associate Mercury with body language, but you look at someone who might have an Air sign Mercury, and they're animated, and they talk with their hands, and they, you know, and they, or they twirl their hair, or they fidget, or they do da 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 da. And so it's a whole thing. It's not just this. It's not just what's coming out of here. And so, whereas an Earth sign will chew their words, they'll they'll mm. be very deliberate, and they will talk very slowly and deliberately and it's well thought out and they don't speak fast and then you've got you know a water sign which will talk about I feel I feel this and I feel that and when they're talking they'll start every conversation with I feel like you know this this and this and this and so you know and then you know your fire signs (laughs) interrupt every second word (laughs) Look, I can't remember. I can't remember what mine is, but I'm clear. I'm not. I don't
0: have an Earth sign in Mercury. I know that much.
1: <laughs> well, it's actually it's actually hilarious because I, I I actually um, was talking to someone who had a, Mer, a Mercury, and I think it was Aries, and I just said, "Wow!" So you're talking like a, a Tommy gun, like. <laughs> You know, and of course, this is within context, right? So it's a generalization, but, but of course they laughed because they thought, "Oh my gosh, my poor family!" You know, um, yeah. that's exactly what happens. I talk at them at a thousand miles an hour because they're like, "I'm fire," you know. And they but it's so get good to you know, isn't
0: it? Right? Because if you're if that's who you are, and then you know you spend a lot of your life just going, "Oh God, people get feel, feel like I'm so rude because I keep interrupting and whatever." And once you know that, you can go. Oh, it's the fire in my mercury. Okay. I'm not a bad person. I'm just very enthusiastic about my words.
1: That's the word, enthusiastic. They're excited. Mm. And they can't get it out fast enough, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas whereas some of the earth signs, you're just like, please spit it out. You're taking too long. (laughs) Like this is the most long-winded way to get a point across. Are they, and like, are, they the, are they the ones that, like, you actually, you know where they're
0: going. You know the end of the story, but, you know, you've got. I've, I've got to sit here and listen to this, the whole that's,
1: thing. That's Mercury. And form. even if
0: you interrupt and go, so then that happened, try and speed it up so you can get them to the end. They're like, just, but wait.
1: <laughs> yeah, hang on, no, you've ruined it now, Liz. i have got to take you straight back to the beginning and start again. Right, that's an earth sign in Mercury. Okay, great. <laughs> now, now I know. whereas the air signs are jumping around they are a million miles an hour so a lot of air signs they talk that fast that you haven't understood what they've said they also air signs always pop in references to movies and stories and something that you have no idea where they got that from (laughs) Just pulling in everything. You know, oh, yep. yeah, we're, 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 yeah, remember that movie and that song. We're, we're going to combine those and we're going to put it out there that way. And you're like, I don't know that movie. I have no idea. W- how, all that song. Going, or that song. All that song. But they reference from everywhere, and so you know, there's a lot of um, you know different ways that they they get their point across. But it, it comes from the gathering. The hunter gatherers. So wow, Okay. So yeah, communication is always interesting with Mercury, and and like I said, it's not just in their words; it's in their physical, you know, in their gait, the way they they the way they communicate, their physicality, their facial expressions. You know, I you know like the water signs, you know, Pisces in particular, you know, they will tear up when they're talking often, you know, and they talk about their feelings all the time, and they get emotional in the, with the slightest thing. In the middle of a conversation. And so that is their communication style, you know, mm. and it's it's not just the words. Um, so when they
0: walk, when they move, what's their gait like? Kind of fluid?
1: Yeah, very, very. And they're soft. Mm. And their face softens when they're telling you something and they're emotionally connected. And there's all sorts of stuff going on around you um, They're in the other realm. They're they're otherworldly. So you can see that they're tapping into a a feeling, an emotion. Um, They're gathering their information from another planet or dimension. (laughs) (laughs) I know a few of those people. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) So, you know... It, and it's just so interesting the way that you know, like I'm always fascinated to see how where people's communication is because it tells me how they express what they feel, yeah. and and so that is their, you know, when you're looking at people's um, emotional body, the 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 mercury is the expression of that. What does that look like? What's really happening for them? And it won't be um, necessarily straightforward because they may have, you know, depending on where their emotions sit in their body, so they may have an earth sign Mercury but an air sign um, Moon. And imagine that. What happens there? Well, it means that there's a disconnect or a convolutedness between how they feel and how they communicate.
0: And how they communicate because they're communicating through the air But their moon is, your moon is your deepest self, it's your heart. So self. That would be really hard, actually. It
1: is tricky. And most So one thing that's always not, it's not, it's probably 50-50. Most people have their sun and their mercury in the same sign because mercury is only ever 28 degrees away from the sun. They move together. Right. So, uh, you know, so you're only ever going to have your sun, And your Mercury either in the same sign or your sun's going to be in one and your Mercury's going to be in the one behind it. So they always move together.
0: Yeah. Because I don't think I've got Mercury in Taurus.
1: (laughs) I don't either. You're too (laughs) mischief. You're too I. (laughs) You're definitely too quick for Taurus. (laughs) I wow well, just you know yeah I'd be
0: more a butterina than a taking a long time to tell a story so I get bored of telling a story I want to get to the end There's something else to do right same so same and I and, and you know I often admire people who can tell a really good story and be patient enough with it because so I'm like you really you, you got so much out of that material right <laughs> like,
1: mileage yes. mileage mileage. Yeah. I know my my grandfather had um his Mercury and uh, Earth sign, and honestly, anything he said was meticulous. Every single, and it just went on and on and on. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it was always something practical, it wasn't just for fluff. He wasn't talking for the sake of it, but he had to tell you the whole yeah. story. And the whole story. Honestly, we'd be all rubbing our foreheads listening to him, and you couldn't butt in. There was no butting in. No, no, no getting no. around it. It was just like, all right, you just you're just going to be. And of course, my Mercury's in Gemini. I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, sorry, it in there. Oh gosh, it drove me mental as a kid. My I can imagine, man, but pain and down yeah. to listen to. It's
0: so it's so, but it's such a good example of. You know, when we're with other people, obviously, when we're in a relationship, I guess that when you're doing people's um, charts and you know their partner's chart as well, you can be like, okay, I can see yeah. where you guys might yeah. not be getting along very well.
1: <laughs> absolutely, and absolutely, yes. when you yeah. look at when you look at um, the types of uh, relationship astrology, because there's a couple of ways that I do relationship astrology. You can combine charts. So you can put your chart and your partner's chart over the top and it shows the relationships that you have, how you navigate, what tools you have in the relationship and, you know, how you speak to each other and not just verbally but but action, hearts, you know, all of that, values, all of it. But we also do what's called a composite chart, which is where you take the midpoint between each of your planets and you create one chart and that describes the relationship as its own entity and what you do as a couple, as a united force. So that's, you know, the two types of a relationship. But, boy, if you've got your moons out of alignment, then your values aren't the same. If you've got your communication styles where you butt up against each other, that's a nightmare. And it's not unsolvable. It is always solvable. There's always reasons that you came together and mm. there are ways to work on the relationship. But, boy, you think it's hard to work on yourself? Try working on a relationship, you know, like oh.
0: it's hard. Well, look, I mean, <laughs> I don't have the answer to that one quite clearly.
1: Like, you've both got to be working at it. That you've hasn't, that hasn't gotta been gotta my be thing. Yep, yep. <laughs> you've both got to be working on yourselves and you've both got to be working on the relationship and you've both got to come to it. And I've seen some unbelievably successful transformations through astrology in marriages, and, I guess. and and you know I'm totally humbled by people that work on their relationship, especially when they you know are coming at the end when they're like, right, we're done, and then all of a sudden you're like, but look at this, but wait, oh yeah, there's more, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> You get, you get a free set of steak knives for this yes. one. <laughs> I was to <gonna> say, <laughs> pull out those steak knives. There's something else. <laughs> Actually, take oh the knives goodness. out of each other's backs and let's start there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I can see, like, and we've only just got to Mercury, but I can see, like, yeah, wherever there might be in your chart where you're rubbing up against each other, and that can build so many resentments because mm-hmm. you're just like, you know. Well, he just tells his story so fucking slowly, like I don't have time for it, you know? <laughs> and that in itself could create so much conflict. Of falling it? asleep before we've got yeah. to the good bit. <laughs> and then he thinks she's rude because she keeps falling asleep during his stories, right? So he feels disrespected. <laughs> yes. So as he wants you both, if you're both willing to work on your relationship and you both look at that and go, okay, well, that's me, that's just my style, there's nothing wrong with me and that's yeah. your style there's nothing wrong with us but how do we meet this in the middle but i get it that it takes both people to actually want to work on it because one person working alone's not going to really do much is it
1: no and look this is across the board because any relationship that you have you can do you can do relationship astrology with your parents you can do relationship astrology with your children with your siblings with your friends with you know i mean i use relationship i've got clients that that um, come to me to choose their staff for their business. Mm. And they're like, right, here's some astrology. These are some people that are prospective um, people that I'm going to work with. Here's their charts. Are they going to work (laughs) well in the business? I was just
0: thinking, you're not going to choose an earth in Mercury to be a salesperson, are
1: you? (laughs) No, we're going to put them in the editing department (laughs) where they can meticulously go over every word. Chew it up and spit it out. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> that, but the thing is that I actually have clients where I, I actually choose their their clientele, their business, sorry, their um, staff, because um, the, although I don't go into their personal profile uh, of their personality and what they're doing in their private life, I can absolutely see whether someone's going to be um, supportive and the right person for their business, according to their business astrology. So, and again, it's using the same premise, you know, looking at what do they bring to the table? You know, what are they, how are they going to work in the team? How are they going to uh, fit the brief to, you know, mm, what is it that yeah. you're actually wanting out of them?
0: Yeah. So astrology
1: yeah. has infinite amounts of uses. But yeah, definitely understanding how someone communicates is huge yeah. <laughs> because I've got yeah. Mercury and Gemini. I had a giggle the other day because one of my one of my friends said, Michelle, you're just nuts. And I said, I know. I'm just as surprised at what comes out of my mouth as you are. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, who knows? Like anything, can come out. <laughs> and when I, when I said to her, I said, her, I've, done, I've done podcasts with you. And she said, oh, how the editing department will be so busy with you. <laughs> right keeping someone yeah. employed i think i think the
0: worst with that though is like when something something comes out of your mouth that you go if only i could just get that back if i could just somehow <laughs> grasp that and call that back and put that back in and just like rethink that whole thing okay so we've got okay so we we've, we've covered off earth quite well <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we've got they America. are
0: they're methodical they move They move slowly and yeah, and they move
1: and deliberately,
0: deliberately. And they are the ones to you know they're going to read the entire contract for their car insurance, right? That's yeah,
1: particularly Virgo, particularly Virgo. Capricorn is very good in business, and they communicate that authority space. Um, They make you feel held and safe because there's a solidness to their communication they are um you know they they make you feel uh, supported i always think when i think about capricorn the word that comes to my mind is scaffolding um right. that yep. scaffolding Beautiful. so you feel like okay there's an authority in in place here
0: yeah yeah i know those so, sorts of people i know exactly who you're talking about as yeah. soon as they speak i'm like i feel exactly safe here this person knows what they're doing yeah, yeah. you
1: listen you listen um Whereas Virgos are the contract readers, the details, they um, are uh, perfunctory too. That One of the things about Virgo is they don't speak unless it's worthy. Well, I definitely don't have my in Virgo. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Yeah, they don't waste words. They don't yeah. waste words. They um, they don't muck about. They're like, if it's, not, if it's not relevant and useful to where we're going, then I just be quiet. So yeah. I and know people have, like that. And
0: when they do speak, like they speak in just about three words, they sum up it's like an entire book yeah. in three well, words. Like you yeah.
1: know, when when you think about Virgo, it's efficient. Mm. Yeah. And organized. Yeah. Efficient and organized. Um Taurus. Taurus more the other storyteller the they're quite they can be quite laborious they can go on and on and tell you the whole story and fill in all the gaps and you know trail yeah. on you know and um and but also Taurus also can be quite perfunctory they will talk um, only what needs to be said um, if they do speak it's got to be worth it so none yeah. of them are talkers necessarily they don't necessarily want to chit chat about the weather. None of them. They're not interested in superficial conversation. If they're going to say something, sometimes too with any of the earth signs, when they drop a bomb, it can be profound. Like, you know, they'll drop an anvil into the room and and it will be heavy. Their words will have weight. Yes, okay, yeah. Yeah, so they're not fluff. They're not talking about the weather. They're not fluffing around with your feelings necessarily. They don't care. They're like, right, this is what it is. Reality check here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're calling a spade a spade. All three of them pretty much do that, especially Taurus. Taurus doesn't have it, – it gets annoyed with, you know, tiptoeing around people's feelings. So like, come on, mm. what, are, what are we doing here? Where are we going with that? So that's Taurus. And so, yeah, there is a seriousness to all three of these signs. They can be quite um, – dark too they have the dark humor so when you talk about um the humor side of that mercury they're all got the black humor they've all got the oh, yeah love that <laughs> they've all got the black humor they're the ones that can laugh at the dark side of life because they are serious. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, so, so the story will be
0: long but it's gonna be a good one
1: <laughs> sometimes some of them go nowhere Seriously, you know, <laughs> tourists can walk for days, you know. It's, it's, the, it's the, you know, the, the plough that just keeps ploughing. And you go, where are we going? Yes. With this? Oh, no, we're not going anywhere. It's going to trail off to nothing. <laughs> 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 I forgot where I was going two hours ago.
0: <laughs> just like a cow, right, It's just wander to the other side of the paddock. Spend a whole day chewing their
1: way to the other side of the paddock. Well, like they do. do, they chew their cud. Um, and they ruminate. Too literally so well, yes. how many stomachs have they got
0: Four. <laughs> if you are listening to this and you have got your mercury in taurus can you please
1: connect with me because <laughs> yeah. we're down for an interview <laughs> i think we've got a week
0: so what so what about the fire signs in mercury what are
1: you looking at there? If you've got a fire, yeah. So, um, so you've got uh, Sage, Leo, and Aries. So Aries, as I said, they're a bit of a machine gun. They uh, are <laughs> boom, 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 boom. You know, getting it out, yeah, and quite quick. They can be impatient. They can flare up too. Um, you know, they get they go from zero to a thousand quite quickly. Um, and but they also, you know, um want to get to the point quickly. They don't want to faff. They don't want to faff around. They don't want to, again, don't want to talk about the weather or anything kind of um, uh, yeah. superficial. So um, Aries, they can interrupt. They can be impatient. They can heat up quickly and be quite hot. Um, but, again, huge efficiency. Huge efficiency mm. with Aries. They are the initiators, so they've got they're very good at getting things started and off the ground. So they're, they're the ideas person. If you if I went to someone, if I had a business idea, it would be an Aries Mercury that I would go to because they would be the one that I could say, "Hey, I've got this idea for a business," and they'd be like, "Yes, let's get it done. Let's start it. Let's move it. Come on today, right? Let's sign up for it." So they get moving. Because they're the initiators and they're also doers, um, they'd be the ones that I would go to. If I was wanting to set up a business or start something new, I would go and speak to someone who had Mercury and Aries because they're fearless. They'd be the ones that, if I said, Look, I've got this idea, they'd go, Yes! Oh my God! How bloody exciting! Do it! Let's do it now! Let's do it now! It's two o'clock yeah. in the morning, never a better time. You know, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's Aries. And so they are positive. They are you know, they're quick, they jump, they can get to your idea. You you know, you tell an idea to, say, a Taurus or a Capricorn, and or even a Virgo, and they'll be like, "Oh, but have you thought about this? And have you done that? And you know, what's the legalities?" And da da da. And it's mm. like, "Oh God, you know, you've put a dampener on my idea." Heavy, yeah. And it's not that they have; it's just that that's their their whole thing is around security and safety, right? All three. So of them.
0: once again, they're the one that, like, once you've created the idea, you're going to put put it to them to
1: edit it, nuts
0: and bolts. Yes. Yeah. yes,
1: they're the groundwork. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the Aries, the fire signs, are the ones that kind of kick it off. They're the they the enthusiasm and the motivation and the yeah. the jump off the cliff. So what about uh, the Leo and the Sag in
0: that, like, because so they're Leo, pretty
1: strong. So signs. Leo is is leadership. So where yeah. you find Leo, and Mercury is in positions of power. They are confident, comfortable in their own skin. They can hold a conversation at any in any area. Um, they feel comfortable communicating. So they're the public speakers. They're the ones, you know, unless, of course, it's mitigated by other things in their astrology. They can be rude and arrogant, It's a, you know, and conceited. That is the dark side of Leo. Um, mm. And so they can often hurt people and not realise. Mm. Um, but they are the public. They're the ones that are, you know, politicians, um, teachers at the top, you know, or in professional roles, that's them. That's uh, Leo. Yeah, yeah. They so are... you're
0: a classic PR person who says, yes. "Oh yeah, totally." Big situations. They're the yep. they're, they're yep. the Leos because they can come out and just speak and yeah, yeah,
1: yep. yep. They're comfortable with what they're doing. They like to be in the limelight too. Then they don't shy away from it. They can hold the space. They can hold a group beautifully. Mm. Yeah. So, and they know what they want to get across. So, yeah, and, and, you know, they're not so much. I mean, they can be feisty, but not so much, not like Aries. Aries is the feisty. Aries is the hot one. Leo tends to be more um, assessing. Mm. It doesn't lose its rag.
0: And so if you, and so with Sagi, what about Sagi for the fire? So, is more...
1: Well, they're the philosophers. They are the teachers, the philosophers of the Zodiac. They're the ones that – and they also um, talk from a place of knowledge. Mm. So if they don't think they know, they won't. They won't say anything. If it's out of their realm, they won't speak up. Um, They Mm. tend to be um, holding court in a very different way. They come from a space of the wise elder. Yeah,
0: right. Okay. Wow, it's amazing. Can you meet someone and start talking to them and, and kind of, like, guess where their well, Mercury hard, is?
1: Well, it's kind of because, of course, you know, when we get further in, you'll see where Mars is, and Mars is another component of how we, because that's our action. So yes. there is an interlocking of all of these, you know. where it, It's all of these. It's almost like your own personal algorithm, you know. We've got all these parts of us. That are yeah. all doing what they're doing. And so we've got how we're thinking, how we see ourselves, how we how we're presenting our physicality, how we feel, and then how we communicate. And then you've got your action, and then Venus is how you're seeing the world. So you're all these things coming in. So Mars is our all...
0: action. Mars yep. is the way that we action things on the Earth. Yep. Is that it is? Earth? It's our driver. Okay. So, right. how does that work? Does that give you the enthusiasm to either do things or not do things,
1: or yeah. yeah? So, what you find is Mars is how you get about in the world. It is also tied in with your physicality and gait, your body, okay. the way that you, the way that you action. But it's so say Mars and an Earth sign is methodical, organized. Um, they are grounded. They are cautious. They don't leap off the cliff and injure themselves. They are, um, you know, on a physical level, they need structure. Mm. So they might do the same thing every single day, Liz. I don't know what that might ever look like in real time. (laughs) I don't have any of that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but that makes so much sense, doesn't it? Because I know me like i'm not like that and no. so people who are like that get really frustrated with me and you mm. know, i found that in my own relationships mm. right and then yeah. i could often shame myself and go there's something wrong with me am i like adhd or am i this or am i that or so on no. and
1: it can actually be the yeah. energy that it, was well, the energy that you've come through with yeah that's exactly right and so Say so someone that's got, um, you know, heavy earth in their astrology, not just their Mars, but a whole heap of it. They can't start their day without doing these set things every single morning. Everything has to be done, and if something isn't wow. done, their days, are, it's like it's a schmozzle for them. Because okay, it's, I it's have a big platform. question to ask
0: you now. Mm. Something's just come through, right? Big question. So we're born with these certain traits that come through with our mm-hmm. astrology. Mm. Trauma then
1: Yes ma'am. I'm
0: getting this can <laughs> catapult us into a more un is it unhealthy expression of that or it can
1: Oh look unhinged. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, All right. Let's, should we just go there? Yeah. Into the really
0: unhinged version of yourself.
1: Yeah well, because okay. So, so let's put it out there, yeah, right?
0: Because this could be controversial, but what yeah, the hell? Let's yeah, put it out there, know. right? Like but... if you're if you're like a okay. So if you have lots of um, uh, fire or air in your Mercury and Mars, mm. and then you have massive traumas, you're more likely to go down the ADHD
1: route. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you have so... lots
0: of Earth in your Mercury and Mars, and you go into massive trauma, you're more likely to go down the OCD route. Is
1: that yes. correct? Yes. So, but the thing is that what you've got to realize, right, is, and I think we've kind of touched on this last time, I think, you're born perfect. Yeah. We are all born perfect. Every single chart is a completely contained, self-contained, sealed entity. There is no one else like you. So... Within that context, there is good and bad in every single planet and every single interaction and in between planets, houses, all of it. We have the tools to correct uh, and bring us back to perfection. We're never going to be someone else, so there's no way, right? So when trauma happens... Right, and it rocks us and throws us off kilter. We fall into or we collapse into the dark side of our chart, we collapse right, into well, the worst parts of astrology. We so it makes each total sign, sense, yeah, yeah. Every single sign, every single sign has a good and bad side without fail. Yeah, people go, it's Oh my god, I hate yeah. Scorpio's! You know, it's like, Well, actually, Scorpio is really, really amazing, you know, it gets a bad yeah. rap, but actually. We have to see the light in the dark because they both, every sign has a really nasty side without fail. Yeah. Every yeah. single sign has incredible brilliance. So yeah. whatever, so what happens is when there's been trauma in the life, we lean into the darkest side of ourselves, of course, because that is, you know, that's innate as is the positive potential. Yeah. So as an astrologer, my job isn't to fortune tell. It's not to tell you about your future or whether or not you're going to win a lotto. My job mm-hmm. as an astrologer is to help have you reach the highest possible potential of who you already are. It's already there.
0: It's already there.
1: It's already there. Mm-hmm. So, what so you go to that is...
0: depth, that absolute depth of. Yeah. So you can see in that you can go, yep, I can see exactly how you go out of yeah. balance and exactly yeah. to the depth that you can go to. Yeah. And then you teach them about their potential, and but you yep. can read exactly where they're at.
1: And the other thing that's really beautiful about astrology for me and what, what keeps bringing me back to astrology, because you're born perfect, you have every single tool in your personality to heal yourself it's not an outside job it's an inside job mm, yeah
0: you, for every yeah.
1: problem you are born with the solution to that
0: that's amazing isn't it so basically right. when yeah so trauma's is just like taking us into that place where we are stuck in the worst see. in the worst so version of ourselves and the worst
1: so so, so, Venus is how you see the world. Mm. It's the lens at which you look out at the world. So, okay, Mars, so, the driver, right? Yeah. How we get going, right? So, Mars, Taurus, Capricorn, you know, all those heavy Mars, they are methodical doing structure or whatever. Me, uh, water sign Mars fall in a heap, they get depression. They struggle with their energy. They are so empathic that they get wiped out. So they go, oh, God, I need to go home and seep that off. You know, that was exhausting, you know, because they are feelers. So their action is to heal. So they're the healers of the zodiac. They're the ones that are here to heal others, but they have to heal themselves as well first or at least along the way. And so, you know, whereas the fire signs, they like, woohoo! get shit done. We're going to make things yeah. happen. We're going to, you know, we're going to build a monument. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to jump off the cliff. And then, you know, there's, you know, the, the, the air, Mars, are the thinkers. They're the ones that jump around. So they're like darting from here, there and everywhere. You know, you look at the kilometres yeah. in their car <laughs> and you go, wow, <laughs> you've been to the moon. Back, honey. What the <laughs> hell? I just sent you for milk. <laughs> but they've got you know, they've gone everywhere at the same time. They've ticked off yeah. the boxes that you know, they jump around. So it's 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 kind of looking at where that, that energy goes. And then Venus, Venus represents how you're viewing the world. And this is where it gets tricky in relationships and trying to understand another person is always around the Venus, right? Because Venus is how you are interpreting the world. So if you have Venus in say a let's put Venus in a let's put Venus in Pisces, right? Venus in Pisces. Tricky. Tricky. Because the way you see the world is rose-coloured glasses. Hmm. So, like, oh, it's so beautiful, so amazing. That's so lovely. And then, of course, the reality comes along, kicks them in the between the eyeballs, <laughs> or somewhere else. <laughs>
0: somewhere else. I know. I was
1: like, and then they're so disappointed, and they can't get off the floor because they are. You know, because Pisces isn't grounded. It's not realistic. It is romanticised and it's beautiful. And so Pisces, mm. Venus, always see the cup half full. They always see people's potential, which is a beautiful thing, but it's not backed up by any kind of reality. So,
0: yeah, so Venus in a water sign is...
1: and uh, But Venus and Scorpio, in the other, on the other hand, can look at the world as being they can be quite suspicious. Mm. They can feel that there's a conspiracy against them. They can take things personally. They can feel that they don't trust people. They're very good readers of people and that they're like, actually, I can see everything you're not, everything you're not looking at. And, you know, Venus in um, Taurus sees beauty. They have to create beauty around them. It's earthy. They want to plant gardens. They want to grow things. They are... Um, fully in touch with the land, the animals—they are the farmers of the zodiac. So they look at yeah. the world and go, "How it's fertile? Let's grow something. Mm,
0: let's grow something.
1: You know, let's grow something on any level—emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually." But that's how you know Venus. Venus is actually really happy in Taurus. It's one of—it's an elevated placement for it. Venus in an air sign is about gathering information and ideas. It's knowledge, depending on what air sign it can be. So Sag if Venus is in Sag, they want to study, they want to travel, they want to have experiences. They see the world as this gigantic universe to learn from. And they want to tap in and they want to, you know, they don't like to be told what to do. They don't want to they want to be doing and having experiences and they see it as this amazing opportunity to learn from different cultures. Mm. They often Venus and Mercury actually in Sage often learn other languages. They often partner with people from other cultures. They're attracted to other cultures on so many levels. Mm. So, and same for Mars, you know. Um, so it's, it's really interesting. But yeah, how we see the world, our, our lens, so these, how we, the glasses that we wear are Venus.
0: And, it's and so, similar. once again, if we come back to, like, like trauma again, like, if you've, you know, if you've been yeah. sort of betrayed over and over again or abandoned yeah. and all of yep. that, then you're going to see it through the lens of the other side of it, aren't you? So yes, if you've you got are. Scorpio, if you've got Scorpio and Venus. You're going to see, like, the betrayal everyone is,
1: yeah. Or sexual abuse or, you know, or um, secrets, family secrets, always ruled mm. by Scorpio. Scorpio, yeah. because it does bury things and hide things. However, the positive Venus and Scorpio is someone that is a healer that goes through personal trial by fire, you know, forging mm-hmm. in the fire of transformation and transmutation to heal and stop habits, patterns of abuses through the family line. Yeah, totally. So, so what about the
0: air signs? When you've got the Venus in the air signs then. So the opposite of so the air signs are obviously
1: Libra they fruit, see Venus, a lot, well, right? Like Well Venus and Libra are, are artists. Ah
0: oh, right. Because so the Libra they see is very
1: beauty. And they beauty, are aesthetic yeah. and graceful and so they're attracted to, you know, and they see the world as through through the lens of grace and beauty and design and form and all of those kinds of things. But of course, you know, the flip side is that it's superficial. We we know that no matter how beautiful something is right. Yeah, so guess, so
0: Libra, so it's always the opposite. So Libra Libra when it's
1: unhinged. So unhinged <laughs> unhinged Libra is superficial
0: right because as you know
1: beauty is only skin deep right
0: yeah
1: yeah and they can be yeah they can be um ambivalent and shallow and superficial and skin deep and you know all of that so if you if you meet
0: someone who you know friend lover whoever they are and you are sort of seeing a side to them that you go oh wow that's really shallow then you know, you can look at that and go, I get that the other side to them, the full other side is obviously a lot of depth. So they obviously have a lot of depth to them, but they're behaving in that way because of whatever's gone on. Not saying that you should then stay with that person and go, well, I know that's going to be there because everyone's got to do their own work, right?
1: Well, but... it comes down to, for me, everything comes down to intent, hmm. right? If What's your intent? If your intent is to harm or hurt or continue to, to dig it a, a, your own hole and not do any work or not want to correct certain aspects of your personality, when someone's brought that to the table and is calling you up on it and going, hey, this hurts, this isn't nice, this is unpleasant, you know, mm-hmm. this is there's inequity here or whatever it is that's going on in the relationship, whether it's a friendship, a lover, a family member, we have choice. We can go, okay, I'm willing to work through this with you if you're willing to do the work. Or we go, well, do you know what? You move this way and I'm going to move out of your way. Because mm. that's the hardest part,
0: isn't it? Because, yep. I mean, getting stuck there with anyone, whether it's a friend or a lover or whoever, I mean, if it's family, it's different because they're kind of in your space, you know. The, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, children, right? Yeah. <laughs> You know, you're not yep. just going to go, right, well, we're not going to work on this. Like you actually, they prep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know oh what I mean?
1: Can. Can we, <laughs> this my plan all along. It's like, all right, kids, I've decided parenting's not for me. You know, your mercury
0: is not <laughs> in the right place for me. We're done. You're triggering me too much. But that's what, I mean, with children we have to, don't we? We have to go, well, I guess once again this is a really good reason to get your chart done and those are the ones that you love because
1: yeah totally
0: you can say ah oh, where am I where could I give and where can mm. they give and yeah you know and certain people just just annoy you right like it's just yeah. the way of life we get people who just annoy us and I always say to um to especially you know my clients who try and like just look past that and go I'm just trying to be positive I'm like well no actually let's work with it because if someone actually annoys you there's something in there for you that we can we can go to so you need to be honest with yourself first and go that is really irritating and when you get to home base where you land like that and go right this is what we're working with it's like well then what is the work with this where do we go with this
1: Absolutely, and that fu- that false positivity is just dangerous because That's if disgusting. you just try and smooth everything over and make it all nice, the suppression that you're uptaking as a person is profound because no mm. work's being done. You're not confronting mm. anything about yourself or someone else. mm and, and I'm not talking about confronting people as they are. That's not how I think that it works. I don't think that we should confront others. I don't think that's the process. The process is to confront within ourselves. Our journey is personal. Mm. We're not to take up arms with others and create conflict, but we're also not to suppress and work so hard to keep it all nice that we mm. end up growing crap in our bodies Um, and we talked about that earlier but you know the whole experience of this realm why we choose the life we choose why we choose the parents we choose why we have the kids that we have is because we are being mirrored certain learning and we can't get away there's no way where are you gonna go you cannot change who you are other than to to heal it and take yourself to the highest possible resonance of your potential. You know, we're not going to wake up and be, you know, from another culture or from another country or another colour or another have Mm. another accent or another language. This Mm. is what we've agreed to on a soul level. Yeah. And so we have to then bed in and go, okay, look at all the ugly inside and go, how do I heal that? And I you guess it's a
0: thing, Michelle, is that our teachers, you know, anyone in our life is, who who gets some sort of creates some sort of rise in us, they're a teacher for us, aren't they? Yes.
1: Yep, one hundred percent. And the other, so thing- if we
0: don't look at that, if we don't look at like, okay, well, it's bringing up in me whatever it's bringing up. Like, it's, I think shame is just the worst stuff that goes on because we shame ourselves in so many ways, and then we never get access to well, what is that ugly thing that's in me that I could actually work. I can look at it and and you know, after we've talked today, I get that there's that dichotomy of every sign in every house that you have, every planet, however mm-hmm. you, you, know, you say it, that like you've got the the side that's like the light and the side that's the shadow. Yeah. And so every time that you say, oh, I'm not going to look at that because I feel like, you know, I'm angry at that person or I feel this at that person or I feel disgusted at that person, I'm not going to look at it because that's bad, which is a shame response. Yep. You're not actually looking at the shadow side of, Part of you that that person is actually mirroring. Exposing.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are, they are, and and so our greatest teachers are the the hard. That's why the confrontation and the conflict is not appropriate. You know, you wouldn't go, you wouldn't sign up for a uni degree, and then get into a lecture and start telling your lecturer they're you a bloody idiot. Yeah, you know? oh, well. <laughs> Well, it's not going to work out for you, is it? I mean, we may have done
0: it, but we know that the results are not good.
1: Yeah, and this is why some people have a string of 20 unfinished degrees, right, and never qualify for anything. But <laughs> <laughs> they not be firing mercury, right? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh... <laughs> but the thing is that, you know, uh, for me, when I look at it, it's that the, the healing is an inside job. If you don't like the lesson, you need to come in to so find the solution. Mm, yeah. And also equally, once you have your degree, once you've learned everything that you've needed to learn from that teacher, don't keep turning up to the lectures. Yes. Let go. Move on. Like go, okay, I, this, yeah. I, I've got it. I'm, I'm done. And thank you. But once again, this is where our trauma gets
0: in the way, isn't it? Because if we have, oh, we like, you know, years abandonment issues or, and that must come down to other planets, right, in our charts yeah. as to whether yeah. we're able to get up and leave or we're able to, like, you know, whether we have to well, feel like we have to stay and continue to traumatise ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> just squeeze the final bit out of this just <laughs> destructive <laughs> relationship that I've been in for 20 years. I'm just going to see there's one more
1: drop that I can get but that comes down to self awareness it does and and that's the inside job is to not keep traumatizing and to be self aware and that's a day to day practice and again we come back to what's your intent you know it's it's hard when you've had trauma to not traumatize others that's how it happens right is that we are we are generational traumatised because no one's done any work mm. uh, you know all the way down the epigenetics are huge and of course how do we get where we are in the world at the moment because we're everyone's walking around with generational trauma I don't know a single soul without some sort of complex PTSD mm. how can they not have it look at where we are globally mm. if you want to get into global astrology it's just hectic because yeah, we're like a ball windy. of we're a ball of pain, right? So if you can see that, then you can go, well actually the microcosm is only being reflected by the macrocosm. So the global shit that's happening is happening because we're unhealed as individuals. Mm. So the only way to change that is to come back here and go, I need to be good, I need to get good i don't mean be good but be good with me i need to get yeah. well and yeah. so the only way that we can and we need to do it immediately yesterday we all need to do the work for ourselves to be the best possible version so that whenever we go out into the world what comes off us isn't more trauma to others
0: and, and so, Michelle, a, and every like time
1: a, it's like a mexican wave we can yeah. heal yeah but if so we're every- still traumatized, we're just traumatizing out. We just keep going. We keep going. And yeah. We keep going, and, and yeah. that's how we've got here. Because even in our, even
0: you know, our thoughts, our anger, our everything, like it just continues to reverberate out. It's not like we can just go inside and be nice on the outside, then go on the inside and just go, "Oh, well, I hate that person," or "I hate this person," and yeah. send them that kind of energy. You're still emitting that into the universe. You are, and and so when we get, like that that trigger you know, into a shadow part of ourselves, we either choose to go, I'm not going there, and keep projecting, 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 which continues the trauma, or we go, I'm going to go there, go through all the emotions associated with that, that, that shadow side, Yep. and then we step into the light. But then, so then what we're actually giving out is a different vibration, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We're not triggered. And the thing is that does not mean not having boundaries. We absolutely mm. have to have boundaries and not in the way that, that it's kind of portrayed in the new age kind of thing. It's like, oh, you've got to get better boundaries. It's like actually you're, if you're a feeler, you're never not going to be a feeler. If you're a water mm-hmm. sign, if you've got a bunch of planets in and in water signs, you are fundamentally absorbent. So you can't go, oh, get better boundaries. Someone who's not a feeler is going to go, oh, you need to get your act together. We've got to work within the parameters of who we are. That's Mm -hmm. why it's such an inside job. What does it mean to be you? What tools, habits, patterns do you have in your nature to be operational at the best, highest possible version of yourself, you know, and working within your parameters, So, you know, and I hear it all the time. People go, oh, you need to do this. It's like, actually, no. (laughs) If you walked my walk, you would see that that's actually a physical impossibility.
0: Yes. Um,
1: We need to stop the judge. And we also need to see that every single person is valid in this experience on this realm. So Mm -hmm. we all are here for a purpose. So if you looked at like world astrology, like
0: global astrology... Ultimately, do they all? Does every astrology
1: ultimately? Every person is a cog in the wheel, my dear. Yes, and they are valid okay. and necessary. Yeah, and necessary, and there is no one else like you. That's the other thing. Your algorithm within this algorithm is unique. Yes. There is no one else like you. even identical twins have. They, they polar oppose each other. So you see the light and the dark, the, the extrovert and the introvert, even if they are moments apart, you know. Um. So it, it, and twins are fascinating. Twins are fascinating. But there's, every single person has a place in it. And understanding yeah. how you operate is key because if you don't know, if you're just unconsciously it's going key. through life banging around, then you, yeah. then you don't, you, A, you don't recognise your purpose in, in everything. Yeah. And you don't want to be purposeless. We're yeah. here for a very specific journey and it's personal on a soul level. So we're here for soul yeah. growth fundamentally.
0: You know, yeah. there's,
1: there's some very interesting, you know, things that I could go into here, but I'm just not sure um, where Next. you want to go. Yeah. Next time, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> because I want to ask you one more question. We have to wrap it up in a sec, but I just wanted to ask you a- around the global healing. So, like, the more people that the, the, the people that step into it and just go, I'm going to work on myself, mm-hmm. are we going to get to a point? Because obviously, sorry, right, yeah. obviously, we're on that pathway. I know the yeah. globe's on that pathway right now, yeah. we've been smashed big time, right, and the astrology. Yeah. Of the universe, or, or at least of the earth, is that we're moving in that healing direction, aren't we? We're moving to that to that. Well, mass. we
1: we have no choice. We we actually yeah. have had a critical mass of brokenness. Yeah. You know, we 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 are, as I said, you know, I don't know anyone that is not suffering some sort of trauma. You know, and yeah. and trying to put themselves back together from it. Just in all ways, you know, physically, yeah. emotionally, mentally, financially, you know, we're all in this pressure cooker. Yeah. But it's, it's, its we didn't just arrive here, Liz. Yeah, this been is, going,
0: this we've is been getting there for a the, long
1: time. This is the brick wall we've been driving at for, I'm going to say, 50 to 100 years.
0: So, so that is the, the point we get to where the critical mass is, though, is like, it's where really that the shadow has outweighed the light, hasn't it?
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we'll as just...
0: each person starts to work on their own stuff
1: we and bring starts the light to go to their
0: shadow and clear, we bring the light back. And it takes. And and I wonder if we get to a point like a critical mass with the light where the shadow literally can't exist as it does anymore. Hello. Yeah. Cool. So that's the path I we're on.
1: Yeah, and so. But the other thing too, which is also a a really important point that I want to make about it, we need to action now. Don't wait to be healed to do what you're here to do because healing is a lifetime process. We will never be fully realised because we're part of a soul journey. And this, this particular realm that we're in in this lifetime is... There's complexities around that. So people go, oh, I can't do this because I haven't done enough work on myself. It's like, actually, you need to get your ass out there and get on with it. Yeah. Don't yeah, do a lifetime job, isn't it? It's, it's a, a lifetime, lifetime job. job. It's a yeah. lifetime job. And if you get to the fullness of who you are, then you're no longer here. You're gone. Yeah. So also equally then with that bit of knowledge, You start to see that we don't all have to be healed. We don't all have to be as long as we're in a constant process of healing. That's all that's required. Yes, we're never ever going to be perfect because, you know, well, we were born perfect. Yeah, perfect. We've got to get back to to it. So the job is to get back to that. Yeah, who were we? Who were we without our traumas who were we as infants brand new yeah. that's who we and are
0: it, it actually to like active. brings us this point as well about enlightenment where for so long enlightenment has been seen as like you transcending yourself or leaving yourself or whatever rubbish that actually is right Yeah. but it's not it's about enlightenment is about shining the light on all your stuff isn't it
1: yeah it's it's shining the yeah. light on the on your own darkness so enlightenment
0: yeah. is literally about shining your own, like like seeing your own self, like actually yeah. going and going into yourself and seeing all the parts of yourself, whether that you like them or you don't like them or you're you ashamed, ashamed about them or whatever they are. If you shine the light on your inner world and you start to work with that, that is enlightenment. It Not is. Enlightenment Hello. inside. Right. Yeah, right. Because it's bullshit about transcendence and leaving yourself and all of this stuff. Which has never felt right because it's just weird. It's it's not it. More than anything, when people can start to see that their trauma is about like they're just not fucking bad, right?
1: No, there is no bad. Yeah, there is no bad. There's no, you know. The the issues that we have to get past are the guilt, the shame, the you know the the um victimhood is a big yes. one. Yeah. Now, when I say to someone who's had humongous trauma, you're not a victim. Are fucking horrified. Yeah, because that's how they've identified with themselves.
0: Yeah, but it keeps us in that space. Of course, us in it that does. Place, it's so it? It's like what it's like what the government pensions do and stuff. They get someone stuck in the victim state that is so hard to crawl out of. It's just, yeah. It's yeah. But also but too, that's another conversation.
1: When <laughs> you're in that, well, when you're in that space, you can't see any doors. Yeah,
0: because they I, I, Yeah, that's another conversation.
1: Yeah, it is. Alright So what's love.
0: what's our next what's our next conversation, Michelle? What what three are we gonna dive into next time before well, we, we get completely
1: off that. track? We could well we could the thing is that those are all the personal planets. We could do Saturn and Jupiter, um, next, yeah. which are more you're moving into the outer planets and then we'll do the generational stuff which are the big planets. So Amazing. Pluto, Uranus and Neptune all right lady Perfect. thank you thank
0: you so much for being on today michelle we will put all your um contact details in the show notes so if you're listening to this i highly encourage you to get your chart done your partner's charts your work charts everyone's charts
1: <laughs> thanks liz thanks for having me. all her. right lots, lots of love, love. michelle bye Take care. bye, bye.